0: Nine eight seven six five four three
1: two one. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live.
2: Good evening, and welcome to the late show with Visayo Adiwali live from Lagos, Nigeria. And it's another time to share classroom case scenarios facing that has to do with teachers facing real life problems stay tuned and talk it out with me and my guest teacher
1: this is teachers talk radio and you are listening live Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
5: Michael Fabricant, a Conservative MP for Staffordshire who suggested teachers enjoyed a quiet drink in the staff room during COVID lockdown during a BBC interview, has apologised. The Litchfield MP has written a response to the National Association of Head Teachers to explain that it had not been his intention to cause offence or demoralise anyone. Paul Whiteman, General Secretary of the NAHT, said the MP's words were wholly inaccurate and deeply insulting. In his letter, Mr Fabricant states, let alone demoralise anyone, as some have suggested. And I apologise if I have genuinely done so. I applaud the work of nurses, GPs, and others in the medical and teaching profession who worked long hours under difficult and sometimes impossible conditions during the height of the COVID pandemic to keep us all safe and to educate our children. We all have a debt to them which will be difficult to repay. In a lengthy and wide-ranging interview with BBC Television News I explained that I was neither judging nor chastising the minority of nurses or teachers who chose to unwind with a few work colleagues after a long shift. Nor did I suggest they were drunk. I know none who were so. In England, the Education Secretary, Nadim Sahawi, launched his education sustainability vision at the Natural History Museum on Thursday evening last week. £11,480 was paid to taste studios to provide the food, working out at £48 per head. A spokesperson said, the launch brought together individuals and organisations who can help us implement our strategy in order to galvanise support from them whether through funding resources, driving public support and awareness or encouraging youth engagement. The government said that it had to use a caterer from the museum's list of accredited suppliers. Staff were asked not to eat or drink at the event as they were there for work and not as invitees. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
1: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
6: Hello, last week I told you about security certificates and how the padlock is not a symbol of a website being secure, but the transmission being encrypted. This week we go a step further and ask how do criminals use this against us? They use something called a subdomain. Just as the prefix sub means below or under, the subdomain is a key to this scam and it can look legitimate to the untrained eye. Subdomains are a way to divide a website into more manageable chunks. For example, for TT Radio, a subdomain could be named Listen. This would read www.listen.ttradio.com. Org. This could be pointed at somewhere other than the main website, for example Podbean, and allow simple redirection for the user of the website. The issue we face is cyber criminals understand subdomain system and exploit it. So if I were to buy a domain called bank.com and create a subdomain for all popular banks in the UK or even the world, and obviously buy a security certificate, I could create copies of banks' web pages on each subdomain and the address would read, for example, https Oh, it's secure. www.halifax bank.com. The difference being you're now going to a subsection of my website bank.com which happens to be named after a bank. I now start a campaign of emails and texts with a warning to as many people as I possibly can. To make you panic and click without thinking too much I also add a bit of time pressure into the mix. How does this sound? Halifax alert, you've just paid Steve Woods £500. If this transaction was not organised by you, you have 5 minutes to log in and cancel. I'm even kind enough to give you the link https www.halifax.bank.com. From there, I collect your login details and empty your bank. Clever, isn't it? How do we stop this? Always contact your bank directly, not through a link that is sent to you. If unsure, stop and think. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech
1: with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
2: for being on the show with with me once again and um, tonight's scenario is quite interesting because it's something that i can personally relate with good evening
7: good evening
2: how was your day been
7: very well thank you how was yours
2: fine thank you all right so let's just Get on with this. Never. Are you ready for us?
7: As ready as always. All right. So
2: it goes this way. Mr. Tolu is a newly employed teacher at a government-owned senior school. He has previously taught in a high school, in a high class in private schools, where himself and his learners had access to a range of tech devices and facilities they could easily carry out their activities the ones that required projectors speakers computer labs and the likes in his new school however he realizes that he no longer has access to these tech tools and uh, devices and the facilities the classrooms are also overpopulated. Now Mr. Tolu finds it hard to manage the situation. If you were in Mr. Tolu's shoes, what efforts would you try to put in place concerning the tech devices and facilities that are not available? And how would you manage the overcrowded classrooms? This kind of reminds me of what I discussed on the dry room concerning managing large classrooms, but I'd also like to hear um, from you this evening. Would you like me to take the scenario again? Yes, please. All right. Mr. Tolu is a newly employed teacher at a government senior school. He has previously taught in a private school where he had access to a range of tech devices and tech facilities. This made him to easily carry out activities that required these tech facilities, like projectors, speakers, and the, and the likes. However, in this new school that he has just been newly really employed in, these facilities are nowhere to be found, and the classrooms are also overpopulated. Mr. Tolu is finding it difficult to manage the new situation If you were in his shoes, what efforts would you try to put in place concerning the tech devices and the facilities that are not available? And how would you manage the overcrowded classrooms? I'd like us to um, look at the discussion or look at this scenario from the issue of the transition, first of all. You know, transitioning from from a private school to a public school It's not easy, it's not um, automatic, it's not so smooth like that. So that transition is there already, that transitioning issue, that transitioning challenge is there already.
7: To look and binge on that, so let's take English language, for uh, English studies for an example. For instance, you plan on teaching sounds, probably a sound that your students have um, never heard of before. Why not just give your learners it to check the sound and watch a video or something you know you support them with um relevant links and sources and that way they have an idea of a language lab your learners are not left out because you have given them you've led them you've led them to you make use of the devices they have at home so i think that that's also that that would that would not only help you um, help you manage your overcrowded fast um, overcrowded classes better it would also make sure that it would that it doesn't show too much that you don't have um, these same um, facilities in your classroom.
2: Yes, most of these learners they may not have it in, they may not have these tattoos in school, but they have access to it at home. Some of them even work as um, what they call them now, these sales boy or sales girl or attendants in cyber cafes. So they can easily have access to computers there some of them they are they, are, they have siblings that have um, phones or system but they can only use it at home so we've said a lot of things and um, what other things do you think that Mr. Tolu can put in place in order to manage this situation aside what we've mentioned earlier
7: okay so um in place in the place of um the overcrowded classrooms, one thing it can also do to make um lessons um, make to manage the overcrowded classrooms is to make sure that these lessons are engaging, engaging in the sense that they should require um their particip it should require their participation. Um, and also that his lessons should be shorter it should be as short as possible. You know, when lessons are engaging and um um required learners participation it will not give them room to disrupt the class their mind would be um on the teacher they will not have time to do other like other things that, are not supposed to be, that they're not supposed to do in a lecture that should also make use of um um formative evaluations in the sense that when he teaches a particular um aspect of um, is less saying, you no, know, it should not wait to the end before evaluation so that you can always grab their attention whenever he sees that he um, it, it doesn't have it, because evaluation, evaluation is one, asking questions is one key way that you can get the attention of your learners. So you should make sure you ask Questions in bits. Like when he takes a particular part of the lesson, he should ask questions before he progresses. That way, his learners know that oh, this teacher would soon ask questions, and if I don't pay attention while he's teaching, I might not be able to answer them. Okay, then in place of um, the unavailable technologies, I think that Mister Tolu can also use um, inexpensive materials. To create uh, materials that can foster learning, in the sense that um, it's not all the time that we use online technology. So can, if 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 it's creative enough, it can design its lessons in such a way that it can use materials that offline materials. So um, I remember a time I needed to use um, one or two resources in a lesson and I had to create it myself. I used paper and marker, and it achieved the purpose. Although I did not have a projector or a computer to display that resource to my students, but I was at the end of the day, I, I achieved my learning objective with just paper and marker. And so, the, um, so I think that the skill of improvisation is one skill that every teacher must have. I also know of a teacher that Created a game with a carton, yes, a math game, a math teacher. She created a game with probably a uh, marker and a carton. So um, she, what she used it to teach math. And one beautiful thing about what she did was that even after the lesson, she saw her students cre- um, using that carton to, like, they were just playing with it, like during break when they were free, they were just practicing with it. You get that way. She has, she has. Even she, she, she was able to um take the the learning outside the learning environment. So, in fact, our learners, some of our learners asked her to, to to teach them how to create the game. So they learned how to create the game. Now she 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 taught in the school. They will take that knowledge out. They teach the rest of their friends, and that's it. So as a teacher, you must learn how to improvise, be creative and the likes. So um, another thing that can work is if Mr. Tolu is boxed or probably as can afford to get some of these um, facilities for the school, if he can not, if he can, he, he or he should just make use of the um, the personal ones he has. For instance, you are teaching music and you know, your learners have to listen to some songs or watch some videos, you can just get a mini speaker and um, play music for them. That way you're, you're, you're achieving your learning objective. So if it's possible for you to um, use some of your um, some of the things you have to um, achieve your learning objectives. Okay, then I also think that um, Mr. Tolu should not do this on his own. If it does, it will become drained. We understand that it's coming from um, top-notch private school where the learning environment is intact, and it's coming to what you, you you can. You might not even say a learning environment is. So she tries to use collective efforts. You know, when I say collective efforts, his own efforts, the efforts of teachers, the efforts of um, the parents of these kids. Uh, one thing, if I was Mr. Tolu and I got to a school and I and it's and it's the learning environment looks absurd to me or something. One thing i would do is to um ask my fellow teachers. Ah, they cope If if we follow them to classes, probably I, I I'm not I, I cannot manage classes on my own. This particular time I'm lost and I need help, so I would just go to. Um, I'll probably follow a senior teacher or a colleague or someone who is willing to help me. I'll follow them to class and see how they manage their classrooms. I remember then at the start of my um, pre-service teaching years, I used to follow my um, uh, my cooperating teacher to class, you know, just to see some of the strategies that she would implement in overcrowded classrooms. And so that's one thing you could do. You could also use um, the um, efforts of parents parents to have a great great role to play in um, ensuring that learning objectives are achieved. So, um, and when Mr. Tolu is assigning um, um, assignments, he should make sure that his learners, the assignments are, he should make sure that his learners are willing to, he should make sure that his learners are um, would be willing to should, um, design these assignments in a way that the learners will be willing to um, do these assignments. And um, we, um, you mentioned something earlier about in, um, making the learning environment hybrid in such a way that they learn in school and they also learn at home. I want to say one way that they will be encouraged to learn at home if is if those lessons that it creates, um, you know, we have a lot of ed tech tools that you can use to create le- lessons that learners can. And, um, can can navigate through easily. he should create those courses or those lessons in a way that it will be so interesting and all oh, that even when he has not um, given them, you know, he has not give, um, assigned these links or, to them or he has not given them the go ahead to go they are willing, they are even the ones asking, they want these things. So Mr. Tolu just has to find a way to um, beautify learning. One other thing that he could do is um, sponsorship. Yes, Mr. Tolu can try to seek for sponsorship in um, from various ends. You know, there are individuals that are on the lookout to help um, um, schools in low-income areas. There are individuals that are on the lookout to, you know, assist. We have companies that. They they would they would come to your facility and um, come to a school facility and build labs, you know, just and just just, just a bit to assist the community and even also to um, advertise what they do. You know, I, I've seen MCN be. I've seen I, I think in there's a public school in um that I know of in Lagos State where where Mtn designed their labs, you know, chemistry lab, physics lab, you know, and it was it was it was. It was amazing. So you know, Mr. Tolu can try to reach out to companies that companies that are interested in um um sponsorship, organizations that 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 can um come in to build to assist the school with funds or facilities so you could reach out and ask for help.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much for everything that you have shared with us so far. So, I'm good. I'd like us to review some of the things you you'd mentioned so that you can break it down further for anyone in Mr. Tolu's shoes and even Mr. Tolu himself. Now, when it comes to sponsorship, you must be very careful um, who you who you seek sponsorship from. Make sure that, just like our guest teacher mentioned, make sure that you are not doing this. Uh, alone, make sure that you get the permission of your school principal first, and then maybe the school district, the district officials, the government must give you an approval to be able to uh, uh, receive this sponsorship. So you don't just go about doing things on your own, because when it comes to the civil service, it's a different ballgame entirely compared to private school system and uh, like she said too there are so many people that would be happy to support you and uh, because you have shared benefits when they support you so she also mentioned something about uh, improvising as a teacher in a public school one thing one tool that you must have is your own phone and at least a, a bluetooth speaker when i started teaching in, in a public school i didn't know this so during the during one of my classes i just thought to myself ah i i, I mean i thought i thought out loud I and mean, i said it in class as i was teaching uh, uh, ah, i wish i had a speaker with me here to my greatest surprise one of my learners just raised up his hand excuse me ma i have a speaker and i'm like wow so you brought him a speaker to the school what what's what's your plan and he explained to me that he usually go for dance classes after after school so that's why he has to come to school with a speaker and go and that's how i just thought to myself that i should i think i should have my own speaker and so we started using the bluetooth speaker bluetooth speakers are really loud and um, it, it would help you when you're teaching a, a large class. Aside um, helping you amplify your voice, you know, when you get a Bluetooth speaker and a mic, you can also uh, it can also help you to project audio um, teaching resources. So maybe you have an audio uh, resource that you want to share with your learners about a particular topic once you connect it to a bluetooth speaker it's easier to get their attention they will follow through another thing that i think you can do for managing large classrooms when it comes to tech devices is you your creativity has to run wild make sure that you are creative without limitations you have to be creative um what what do i mean by that what do i mean by being creative you you need to think like there's no box this one is not even outside the box now so because um most of your strategies you might get frustrated your you you, might frustrate your creativity the realities of the system might frustrate your creativity but how do you get going how do you get going you have to make sure that you are thinking like there's no box always think with uh with a what if what if this doesn't work what if something comes up what if what's my plan b what's my plan c if this doesn't happen then what do i do if this if this doesn't work then what else can i do i'll give you uh, i'll use myself as an example so i planned that i was going to have an instagram live session with my learners i was teaching them the vocabulary of journalism and i I indeed while I was preparing the lesson, I just wanted an unusual class that's the my, my learners know me for that every class is unusual they can't predict what I'm going to do in the class. so what did I do i brought in i while I was planning my lesson, I remembered that i had i have a friend who is a multimedia journalist and then I just called him. said Hi will you be able to visit my class to just talk to them about journalism let them hear real life um experience real life just about journalism from you know someone a little younger than the kind of journalists that they see on TV and all so it's not too far from them and they said oh my 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 schedule is really tight I'm not sure I'll be able to come I'm so sorry I said okay fine Then I continued planning my lesson. And then I thought again, okay, if you can't come, can we have an Instagram live session with you during the class? Since you are a multimedia journalist, it's also some form of publicity for you. Because when you have an Instagram live session, everybody following you and everybody following me would be aware that we are going live together and they'll be part of the class. And also, it will also give my learners some um, form of exposure, even though I know that most of them are already on Instagram, when they know they're not supposed to be on Instagram yet. So uh, I pushed that to him and I said, okay, that works. That, that's fine. And then I was so excited that ah, my class today is going to be BAM. These, these learners don't know what's, coming, what's, what's going to hit them today. Guess what? as i got to the class you know now public school setting the class was so rowdy i i um my friend my journalist friend was waiting you know for me to start the live class i could not start it because of course i can't go live with a rowdy class i i spent about 10 minutes organizing the class making sure (laughs) my class is large it is large you know so I spent like 10 minutes prepping them and telling them about what I'm about to do so that they don't uh, disgrace me on online on the Internet. <laughs> so I, by the time I was done, I realized that 10 minutes was already gone. And uh, my journalist my friend was already waiting, he sent me several messages that his, his break time is almost over, he needs to hit the, the road again. Hey i said ah this is all your plans no 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 this thing will work what can we do what can we do okay i eventually had to spill the thing to my learners that, see we're about to go on instagram live if you don't if you don't um cooperate i'll have to cancel the live session and that did the magic everybody kept quiet in fact some some people that were not properly dressed when came to me to ask if they can be excused that like they don't want to be in the class because of the way they're dressed and i said no no babe you're going to be in the class just make sure that you are seated properly so it's not too obvious because i understand why your uniform is this way and all of that so everybody started dressing well they started adjusting their dresses the girls were sitting well with their legs closed the, ge- the guys were sitting up you know collar up and all and that was it we went live and uh, network started my phone was hanging um, the journalist was not um, seeing the notification to join my live session oh my goodness even the students were getting tired of the tech issues and i said what this is an 18 minutes class i already spent 10 minutes organizing the class now another 10 minutes going again um, i'm not going to waste this um, lesson so right there and then i just thought over it. okay why not why not let's have a calling session how much credits will it will it cost me how many minutes can 200 naira credits how many minutes can 200 naira credit do for me and can can get me so i said okay since i can have something uh i can call him through a voice call we and there was no need technology or network or anything and it will cost me just 200 fine and then then let's have a colleague so i called the journalist. all of this happened in classroom and I, and i was thinking with my learners right there so i called him in front of everybody in front of the learners say hello to uh, mr fash they greeted him and i said okay can we um can we talk to you through a phone call, so that we can still achieve our objective for today? Because the objective was that these students will get to learn some words related to, or some terms related to journalism from a journalist, where you shared his experiences with them, um, based on the words that is introducing to them. So it's not just the regular vocabulary of journalism that they are used to, And they'll just write words on the board and they'll look for it in the dictionary and all so they get to experience and you know discuss with him so eventually and a visit turned to an instagram live session and instagram live session turned to a phone call and so we had a phone call and it was so interesting it was so interesting that other teachers actually came into my class to be a part of the class the class was so quiet that everybody was wondering what was going on in the class. Why is the class so quiet? Because all the learners wanted to hear a journalist's voice. especially when I now mentioned the organization that this journalist works with, is an organization that they all know. So you see what I'm I'm saying? Working in a look at the experience. These learners, these are the, the little little things that these learners appreciate and they'll never forget. So imagine that you were in my shoes. At what point would you have given up? probably at the visits this this the journalist I know cannot visit and visiting him and having him visit I would need to get an approval from principal principal said I should we say I should go and get the letter so this is what I said at the beginning that you should let your creativity run wild. You must allow your creativity to run wild because right there and then we ended up having a phone call. And we didn't just have a phone call. One of the teachers that was part of my class was able to record that class for me because i just i just um thought of it that okay what um, how can i make sure that how can i reflect back on this class since it's a phone call there's no if it was instagram live now it will automatically be recorded so i can always go back to it so the teacher just opted to help me record do a video recording and so i have a part of that recording on my instagram if you go through my instagram now you would see the the that this particular class that i just explained to you so in the class you would see the way everyone was quiet nobody knows what i went through to get to that part of the class but see there is something that is worth looking back so and in fact if if any learner does not even remember anything about me they would remember the fact that i I invited a journalist to the class to speak with them, and some of them were already beginning to um, have interest in becoming a journalist, even though I don't know how sustainable or how sustained the interest would be. but they became in fact the, the kind of words that the that uh, my journalist friend shared with them they were words that they were not used to they were words that they were it was completely new to them was related to what they already knew so it was really adventurous for them because it was full of discoveries so uh, at the end of the day we are all happy and they wanted more they wanted more but i don't think i've had a calling um, session with them after that yet so like i said again, earlier let your creativity run wild public school will stretch you a public school will stretch you it will test your limits it will test your innovate it to test your innovative capacity it will test your creativity when when everything that you need to explore is not available do you now sit in one corner and just re- remain there it will test you it will stretch you so uh, it, it, will, it will allow you know that there's more that you can do than what you have already been doing so uh when additional said that you must be able to improvise uh, this class what um what i did in that in this uh, journalism class you know i just it just came back to just came back to me i remembered everything and i thought to share so she she also mentioned that um she also mentioned the game the game uh, um aspects that not all um technology integration should be online technology yes make use of offline technology there's so many things that um you can do that can be done offline just like what i did now at the end of the day i ended up having a phone call i didn't need uh, and i didn't need uh, um data or network or even any application just my phone and it went really smooth just my phone and a speaker So, make use of offline technology. Go online; you would see so many um, games that you can create from scraps. You know that you can even create with the learners, and these games would be things that they can do even when you are not there, when they are not in the school, when they are not in your class. So it keeps them busy learning that particular that that particular subject or that particular topic, even um, actually during break. When they are supposed to get dirty, you know, break um, recess during, recess in private school, not for recess in public school. Let me just clear you now. Public school, whenever you have a class after recess, just get ready. Get ready to, you know, meet the classroom full of dirt, learners all sweaty, you know. In private school, you know, you when they go on break, teachers are with them, monitoring them and all. In public school, <laughs> oh Lord, let, let me just leave that now. So when you now create offline technologies like this in form of games that will engage these learners uh, instead of doing what they usually do during break or instead of what the rough play they do during break, it would go a long way to you know positively influence these children. so. Uh, she mentioned something about the carton, a a math teacher that created a game using cartons. I think it was a game of addition. I I also know about it It was a game of addition and subtraction sort of, so, um, I think it's on Instagram, I've forgotten, uh, Instagram Andrew now, but these things are are, online. Go online, go to, go on YouTube, search for DIY games. That you can play, in, you know, classroom games that you can build, and then you too, you can just sit down and think of something. For instance, if you are teaching English, you can use, you can create a, a spinning wheel from cardboard and cartons, you know, and marker, and you, the, whatever maybe you can use it to even teach vocabulary. You can use it to teach tenses. So whatever um, whoever spins the wheel, wherever the, the wheel stops whatever action is required of the person the person will carry it out you know stuff like that so many ideas about offline technology technology does not necessarily have to be uh, online or does not necessarily need an internet connection to work so you need to start thinking about that and and don't expect that all of these things will just begin to work automatically no it needs consistency it needs planning and replanning. it needs reflection you need to be a reflective teacher not a teacher that just says oh today's class was a mess and then you just move on you need to ask yourself questions like why why was it a mess what went wrong what could i have done better sometimes you might even need another teacher to be in your class with you you know reviewing your class with you after the class, telling you, okay, maybe you could have done this instead. Maybe you could have done that instead. So this, all of this will go a long way to help you to be able to manage this transition. I remember at the beginning I said something that I said something that um the transition is not easy. I I I totally get it. I also moved from the private system to um, the public system, and I'm telling you, I moved from Having an office and a class with AC fitted, um, projector on standby, you know everything intact to a class where this is not to say that the government is not doing well. Let me just say that for the record, so, to a class where the sun will be shining into your face like this as you are teaching the <laughs> <Be> board. <laughs> The whiteboard will be looking like a blackboard, and half of the board is almost gone. You know, because the government keeps replacing these things, and learners keeps destroying it. Once there's no teacher there, or and sometimes even after school. That's why I did this reality check at the beginning. That before Mr. Tolu now starts pitting uh, himself, he needs to understand that quality education is not cheap, and the government is really trying. But because of the quality the kind of learners that come in under the policy of leave no child behind they keep destroying these facilities and then these facilities are uh, overutilized over utilized because the number of people uh per the facilities per, per learner is the, the the load the load the um the weight is just too much on these facilities. It's just like uh additional explained any that when when the class is built for about 60 learners or say even 40 learners and at the end of the day you're having 80 learners in the class what do you expect how long do you think the furniture will last or the board will last for? how long do you think the teacher will even last so moving on um additional uh you also mentioned something about parents involvement uh, what are the ways that you think Mr. Tolu can involve parents better. Because when you say parent involvement, as a public teacher, I have been involving parents, but um the the their involvement is not so significant. It's not the way I want it to be. So maybe there are better ways that I can involve them other than just maybe giving um, calling them or writing a note in uh, my learner's. Uh, Exercise book saying that this learner did not do their assignment. Some parents don't even check their learner's notes. They don't even check their school bags. Some learners are not even living with their parents. Now, you know, this is the public school system, unlike the private school. So, what are some of the other ways that I can involve parents and start to look and involve parents?
7: Okay, so teachers getting to involve parents in. There are some parents though, in their children's academics, especially um um learners in the public school. Sometimes, usually very taxing, but it just takes um a teacher's commitment. So one thing you can do is probably you would um add them to a WhatsApp group where um you would send like you need them to do something need them to um you need them to follow up on probably you need your learners to follow up on what you have taught previously so you can send links and resources to this whatsapp group that has your parents especially parents many parents who are digitally inclined and even if they are not once they can once you can um, um reach out to them to please make their um devices or their tech devices available to their learners, yes. uh, to their children. They yes. would, they would
2: and seeking for that, their
7: permission. Yes, yes, yes. And so when they see that, oh, so it's really possible for my child to learn a lot. You get with a phone or with a device, so they become encouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and when when you when when um something you can do. Okay, for instance, you have twenty learners in a class, and I, I, you have twenty learners. 20 parents in a group, and you give um, an assignment, and you see that, okay, I, I mean, when I mean, assignment, I mean, like, what they, what you tell them to do online, you know, this extra um, home support to help your career classrooms. So you tell them to give them a tax and let's say seven people do it. One way you can encourage other parents is if you maybe um, give them a digital reward. Okay. You can give them like a digital badge, you know, to congratulate them or to encourage them. So your child was one of um, was one of the top three digital learners this week. You you would encourage the parents too, as they're encouraging the learners who um, are making use of tech devices at home. You mm-hmm. also try to encourage their parents you reach out to them yeah i know the teacher alone cannot do this yes. So the, the school can it's not i won't encourage that for subject we have um math english um um cca you know on different group chat. it might become rowdy and okay. and it might become rowdy so it, it could involve management help okay so um so teachers can work collectively mm-hmm. so today we are um, at home the child is learning um maths using these tech devices tomorrow it's another subject to get because if you add parents to you know at the junior level to too many groups 15 to 16 yes. groups. yes they might not be able to keep up so mm-hmm. is that when we say collective effort collective efforts of parents teachers even the management so, mm-hmm. uh yeah how that teachers the parents then. We get that kind of thing so mr tolu is not something that mr tolu will do on his own i think mm. that's one way we can involve our parents
2: yeah yes i totally get that because um sometimes whatsapp can get really rowdy and too jam-packed for parents and sometimes they just ignore it i have so many whatsapp groups that have archived so no matter what is posted there i don't see it except i Go to my archive and chats because the groups are just too many now. So and and I, I, I would also suggest that Mr. Tolu can introduce the use of Slack because in Nigeria most most schools are used to WhatsApp or Telegram. They can also use Slack. Uh Slack is a form of it's very good for uh remote collaboration and it's 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 easier to organize discussions there than on um uh, when it comes to whatsapp you know it's, it's easier to organize your discussions in slack so you can come up you can look for other apart from slack you can look for other apps that uh, um helps for discussion that helps for that organizes discussions better yes i think and google then,
7: classroom too. Google Classroom can also work. What do you think about yeah.
2: Google Classroom? Yeah, but that one will involve only the learners. I'm I'm talking about the okay. parents now. Yeah. Their parents,
7: right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So,
2: so if if these parents can, if you can request that these parents have a meeting, maybe the next um, PTA meeting, that the parent teachers uh, association meeting or parents uh, teachers forum, the next one, the next one they will have. You can just seek or seek their audience to listen to you and have them download whatever app you have discovered there and show them how to use it and let them know that henceforth teachers will be sending some things um there for their learners so this way they will it will be easier for them to organize for you to organize um discussions there and i know that um whatsapp has even been updating their uh, the the app and there are so many things that you can do better now than like before. You know that you can you can mute, um, you can no not mute now. You can stop or prevent people from just sending messages by controlling the chat functions. By setting it to only group admins can the
7: only admins are allowed yes. to send messages.
2: Yes, yes. Okay. So that way, it will be only teachers that will send messages, and you only open the group for others to send messages when you need them to at a defined time. So there are so many um, ways that you can involve parents using this platform, aside the regular texting or phone call
7: or exactly writing. And emotes. sometimes, you know. Um, when we talk about um, the group chats, it's not as if we want the parents to be the ones answering the questions and all. We really want their support. You know, when their um, students are making use of channels like um, quizzes, like um, all other, like Google Classroom, we want to be able to carry them along so that they give their um, words an opportunity to make use of these available ethics tools.
2: And with time, with time, these this, um, parents would appreciate you. Don't expect that everybody will just welcome the idea from the beginning because you are talking to parents that are not used to this. They don't do this on irregular regular. Some parents will even tell you that they don't have data, but they will have data to chat, mm-hmm.
7: so don't <laughs> Yes, that, that's why I mentioned the fact that you can always reward your your top three digital participants You know, probably with a digital badge just to encourage them and to get other parents on board.
2: All right. All right, so you mentioned, you also mentioned something about the personal contributions. You know, when it comes to public school, he has to be really careful about personal contributions,
7: or what do you think? Yes, exactly. You know, if he decides to contribute personally, he has to understand that he is bearing the brunt alone, um um he shouldn't do what he cannot do personal contributions are not actually compulsory but if he can he should and if he is deciding to he should not involve the learners or their parents because um the government especially um the Lagos state government the education sector they frown so much at um, learners having to make any contributions to school, you know, Now nah, education is free. I know, in fact, they found that them buying um, you as a teacher, asking them to bring money to buy textbooks and all that. So um, Mr. Tolu has to be very careful. You should not ask his learners to bring money for any, um, any resource or material or ask their parents and all. So he has to make sure that he Abides with um, the government's policy on on that. So, and if he's if he's um, doing any personal contribution, it should be what he can afford. It gets not that he should. Nobody saying you should go and borrow money to buy um, projector for the school. So that's basically it.
2: Exactly, oh. <laughs> because you know teaching is like, the only profession where you'd you use part of your salary to fund your job. You know, to fund the things that your employer is supposed to make available for you. It's only in teaching. Where well, are you seeing that a doctor or a nurse will be the one to go and buy maybe um, the drugs. hospital bed or the drugs that the, the patient uh, yeah, so will buy- use. You just remove from his, his salary or a salary because the patient does not exactly. have you drugs not markers, have, you understand books. we are the ones from our, from the little salary we are the ones and we don't even see we don't even have any feeling of entitlement or anything we, without expecting anything in return you understand even sometimes even when it is provided we will still buy with our own money not for ourselves yes. for these learners and then Lena, you know, I, and yet we are still not giving the respect that we deserve it is where we are yeah, getting there I,
7: <laughs> yes, and I think that it's the teaching profession, teachers in the teaching profession that make a lot of sacrifices. And I think it's because you know it's you are you are you are not you you just have your learners in mind. You are just you are just probably concerned about the learners, and that's why you see teachers making sacrifices that others in um other people in other other professionals would not do.
2: I, I tell you, and then. And uh, when you make those sacrifices sometimes you you could even be implicated. it could just it could just turn it around against you. It is well, so mm-hmm. i I just pray that these these things will not discourage bright minds from coming into the profession because these are the little, little things that you know a an intelligent person would hear about the profession and would be like, "Why should I want to come into this profession to go, go through all of these sufferings and all so Mr. Mm-hmm. Tolo. Thank you for being a teacher. You are highly appreciated. You are highly celebrated. You are not alone. You're not the only one transitioning. There are so many teachers like you transitioning from the private school to the public school, and they are doing fine. So, trust me, you will do fine. You will do just fine. You're going to do great exploits. However, I like to say this whenever we are discussing scenarios like this if at all you find out that you are trying your best, but it is telling on your health. It is telling on your mental health. It is telling on your physical health. Please, it is okay to to quit. All right, thank you so much, Ade Shola Family, Lucy, for being a part of the show. You have shared a lot of contributions, and I really hope that our listeners have been able to learn and unlearn and learn a lot of things. Have a beautiful evening ahead thank you you too all right bye for now remember that there's a lineup of other shows by other hosts on teachers talk radio that you can listen to
1: this episode of teachers talk radio has been made possible with support from weather slack group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslacgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine
3: a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development